Welcome to a tournament in a tea break. There is no Rene today, unfortunately. Rene's a little bit poorly, so get well soon. But we do have... Rima Bolil. <laughs> Hello. So, aren't you lucky? Um, and we're going... Well, for those of you who've been watching, uh, somewhat bizarrely, Caroline Wozniacki and Daria Kazakina have uh, teamed up with the tennis union and actually forced play to be stopped. I actually think there's probably a fair bit of light they could have probably got another i don't know 20 30 minutes i think it's difficult for us to tell from the stands because at the end of the day they're the ones who have to see the serve and it's not just that you also need the line judges to see yeah, balls properly and in the very very end in that last game was Niaki felt like the, uh, a dasha ball was out and it wasn't called out and and you don't want to get in a situation where the players don't even trust the line judges anymore because they don't feel that there's enough light so Maybe it's not the best thing because the forecast tomorrow is not great. Yeah. Uh, so it just adds another match to the lineup. But, um, I mean, if they can't see properly, it's going to feel really bad if they had continued and someone's losing or someone's leading and they feel it's unfair. I don't know. Uh, as, you, as you gathered, we've actually started with uh, the last match of the day, of course. But, um, I mean, it still has all the... Um, hallmarks of a real treat of the match. I mean, there were some real moments of brilliance from Daria, and there were also some real moments of stupidity, <laughs> to be fair, and not to use bad words on, on the podcast. What do you reckon? I just think I'm surprised that Dasha hasn't been able to hit her forehand throughout most of the match. So, it was, like, it was one. <laughs> yeah, she, and she surprised herself when she hit that one and then flopped the drop shot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Dasha can definitely do better on her forehand side, and that's been the, 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 the bizarre part of that match. Um, first set was a bit back and forth, uh, was actually served for the set, right? Mm -hmm. and, then, so, yeah. and then Dasha broke back and took it in the breaker. So, I, in, gen in general, I always feel that Waz is a good matchup for Dasha. Dasha is someone who has a lot of variety, and the more variety she brings, the more she troubles someone like Waz. Um, but also, Waz is playing with a lot of confidence mm -hmm. throughout this tournament. She's playing like nothing is bothering her. She's playing like no one sees her as a contender, and she kind of likes it for once. I think, uh, and a lot of, I mean, it's interesting. In Madrid, she was telling us that... Um, she doesn't like the clay. I mean, she, of course she can play on the clay. I mean, she's a very consistent player across all the surfaces, but the, it almost gives her too many options. There's too much for her to think about. Um, and I wonder whether she's actually been doing a little bit of mind games and actually setting the scene that I don't like clay. I'm not good at clay, so I'm not going to expect to be good at clay. And actually, she's been in pretty dominant form and escaping a lot of the view. I mean, this, to be honest with you, this is the first time I've actually had a time to actually sit and watch her. Um, because there's been so much other drama going on. Uh, anyway, in terms of drama going on, it's been it's been quite a day. Another person who's been kind of under the radar, uh, very low key, is Madison Keys, who's actually um, I think yet to drop a set, and she's been looking in very good form. And when you consider, I think she finished last year one and four on the clay. I think she's now ten and six. So the ten and six or ten and eight, she's done. You know, she's she's you know learning to love the clay a little bit more. Uh, I don't know how you know how far do you think she could go. I think she she made use of a relatively decent draw for her because yeah. even though Osaka obviously is a great player, she, Madison knows that she has a good record against her and knows how to play her. And I and she had uh, Dolahide, she had Buzernescu, and obviously Madison is more experienced at this level than Buzernescu. So uh, I think that she found the opportunity and she's taking it, kind of like the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. <laughs> where she she 
she was just making use of the opportunities she was getting. Um, and I think now she's made the, the quarterfinals in every slot. She has, she has. So good for Maddie. <laughs> well, I did ask her, you know, because it's one of those stats that we, we always get given in the, in the daily notes. But she actually seemed pretty stoked by the fact that she'd made the quarterfinals. For her, it felt like a real achievement because this isn't a surface that you'd necessarily think that she'd do well on. And she made us laugh because she said that... Um, it's been nice, low-key drama. And, of course, her next opponent is all about the drama. Um, and, unfortunately, I actually found that the Putintseva and uh, Stritseva match wasn't as dramatic as I felt it could be, wanted to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she's playing it outstandingly well. Of course, she put um, Britain's Joe Conta out in the first round. And now look where she is. She's in a, a Grand Slam quarterfinal. I think Putinseva is always going to be the kind of player who can sneak up on you. I think that's just who she is. That is her value in every draw. You <laughs> never know. You never know because she is very volatile and there's so much going on with her. But she is a fighter. She's so gritty. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the, the, the players who do succeed against her are the players who are not thrown off by what's going on on the other uh, side. And that's going to that's gonna be a real test of uh, Maddie's maturity. If she can cope with all the gesticulating and the faces and the dramatic gestures and the flinging of the limbs. If she can cope with all of that and keep her head, she's got a semi-final in the bag, I think. Uh, yes, I, I, I actually think that Maddie is surprising herself with every round and I think she's just, uh, you know, she's on, she's taking the ride, <laughs> yeah. seeing where it goes. And I spoke to her in Rome, I remember, it was the day before she pulled out with an injury and she gave me, she, I didn't think she was going to pull out, I felt like she was going to play the match. So obviously something, she picked up something with her in practice or whatever, but she was actually feeling good and she was one thing she did say even from roman that it she was living a, a drama free time which i think you can really tell that she's she's quite calm she's quite chill yeah. even though at a slam slams are hard to 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 it's, it's not an easy place to relax you know but uh, like she said she said that the us open was completely different because there were night matches and there was so much and it was loud and everything so i think with he, here it's a lot calmer for her and 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 that's why i think that I I feel like she can handle Putinseva's madness, I would say, in a good way. I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean at the show, the Putinseva show. That's a good way of doing it. Well, of course, we don't know who's going to be missing, um, sorry, facing Sloane Stevens next, but she completely brutalized Annette Contevite. I mean, you know, we've seen, again, flashes of brilliance from Contevite. She played out of her skin uh and then in her skin and then out of her skin against Kvitova. And she was just completely outclassed today. Uh, and again, Stevens has been completely under the radar. Nobody's been looking at her. Nobody's been talking about her. Um, and I, I actually really am looking forward to uh, a clash, you know, between uh, between Sloane and, and Maddie again. And they're so sweet together because they're just like kind of, oh, you made me so nervous. Um, you know, it's, it's great to see that kind of camaraderie, but the fight that they bring to the court. Exactly. It was very nice when she when she said that, that like Matt, Madison said that when she was watching, Slo obviously Sloane's match with Camilla Georgie yesterday was crazy because twice Camilla Georgie served for that match, twice Sloane pegs her back, makes it, it wins in the end, 8-6 in the third. So that was crazy. So imagine Maddie watching that. I mean, it's totally understandable that she felt nervous for her friend. Uh, I actually would really look forward to seeing an All-American semifinal on clay here at the French Open. It sounds crazy, but if Madison and Sloan make it, it's a rematch of the US Open final. 
I feel it's really uh, good for the game in so many different ways because when you saw that final, a lot of people would think, okay, are, when are we going to see this again late in a slam? If they managed to do it at the French Open of all yeah. places, I think it would be awesome. Uh, I think Sloane, if speaking of opportunity, Sloane is someone who showed that she can uh, maximize on any opportunity she's given. She went and won US Open. She then won Miami. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so I think that Sloane actually plays well on clay. She loves the clay. She's a very physical kind of player, so her athleticism really Absolutely. helps her on the surface. So whoever she plays next, whether it is Dasha or Waz, you would feel that Sloane somehow can be a favorite in that matchup. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to... The bottom half is the one about opportunity. The bottom half is the one that's not stacked. Yep. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, I think uh, the bottom half is shaping up nicely I now. think it is. As well, and we were all doom and gloom, obviously, after the first day when we lost Yelena Ostapenko and everybody thought, well, it's, it's now Svitolina's for the taking. Then we lost Alina Svitolina. Um, but, yeah, I think, actually, this could come out as... as as the best sort of half to be in. Let's show the men a little bit of attention now. Um, <laughs> I really want to go up to Alexander Zverev and say, okay, I get it now, man. You can win in five. You know, you really have to stop this. Because my, my worry is it's really good that he's done all this fitness stuff. Um, but by the time he gets too deep into the second week, he's going to have nothing left. I wonder how much he's going to have left against team. I think if... You're 21 years old and you don't have enough to play back-to-back best-of-five matches with a day off in between, then you're doing something wrong. I mean, this is the edge he should have over someone who... The team is four years older than him. Every mm. year counts for something. So team will have more experience at back-to-back semifinals here. Whereas Sasha, for him... Sasha should be able to handle this. Yes, he's played a lot of matches this clay season. I think you would worry more just about the number of yeah. matches, the accumulation of emotion. He was very dismissive today when someone asked him, are you concerned more about your mentality or your or your physicality, the mental fatigue or the physical mm. fatigue? And he was like, I'm not concerned at all. Uh, he, I don't always buy what he's saying because mm. he should be concerned. He should be concerned and working on it, you know? I don't know how you wouldn't feel mentally exhausted after w winning back-to-back -back titles in, um, where was it? In mm. Munich and then... In Munich and then Madrid. Yeah. And then making the final in Rome and then making your first Roland Garros yeah. quarterfinal and w winning back-to-back, -back, three back-to-back -back, uh, five-setters. All of this should be addressed so and i'm sure his team yeah. will 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 tell him how he can deal with this but i was very surprised at how dismissive he was of the notion that he would feel exhausted at all yeah. maybe it's his way of of uh, playing mind games maybe it's his way of sending a message to team oh i am fine um so but i but but at the end of the day physically i think he should be able to handle it he's doing so much or he's got jess green on his corner yeah. jess green is one of the people who made andy murray one of the most fittest players on yeah. earth <laughs> so i think that having someone like jess green with him he's put in the work he's 21 years old he should be fine and the funny thing is he he, he, he reminds me a lot of andy murray the you know the, the, the scrawny andy murray that was all legs arms and paws and big hair um you know really didn't have the stamina uh then jez green came along literally turned him into the bionic man uh and and suddenly we saw a lot of stuff and, and and Sasha reminds me of that because he had a lot of success at master's level but he could not get it together at slams and then all of a sudden it started to go right for him um is this the one that we think 
it's going to go right for him. He's someone who is achieving a lot at a young age, at a time when the sport didn't have that many young people doing that well. So I think that Sasha's an exception in general because he's 21 and won three Masters and all of that. And he knows it, okay? And it's giving him a lot of confidence. Is this the year or not? Listen, Dominic Team is experienced. Dominic Team is is older, is more experienced in this tournament at this level, so you never know. He lost to him in the Madrid final. Uh, team lost to Sasha. So I don't really know how much of a factor that is coming into this one. I know they have this mini rivalry going yeah. on. They're, they're good friends. They're fr one's German, one's Austrian. So on so many levels, they know that even back home, there's a lot of weight on this tournament. And it's the person that doesn't allow the occasion get to him that will make the difference. I remember watching these two just, a, I think it was only a couple of years ago on Suzanne Danglen, and I was so excited about this matchup. And at the time, I was thinking, oh, they're still young. This is a match of the future. And now, all of a sudden, this is a marquee matchup. They're yep. both top 10, and, and they're both people who can win this title, you know, or at least try and push Rafa. So <laughs> let me not get carried away. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm, I would have always picked team to win this match, a best of five yeah. on clay at the French. But considering how Sasha has, kind, has just been powering through these five setters and and yeah. uh, you never know. I think that at this point, it's a toss-up, really. Yeah. Uh, and just a quick word. Uh, Djokovic continues to play himself into form. I don't think we're seeing his best tennis, but I, I think we're seeing better tennis from him, if that makes any sense. I think he's also playing the kind of players who can give him the confidence he needs. Because someone like Roberto Bautista Agut, which was his opponent in the last round, uh, he's someone who has given him a lot of trouble in the past, whether on clay, whether on hard court. He's someone who is mm -hmm. tough to beat. And I think that Novak needed these needs these kind of players, whether it's Roberto Bautista or whether it's Fernando Verdasco, who may be today. Um, these are the players who will force him to get into so many rallies and, and are very physical kind of players. I mean, the beginning of that match, that took them, what, half an hour? <laughs> the, the Djokovic and Verdasco, half an hour for, what, six games? Something or like that. Less. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. So... Um, he will gain confidence from all of that, and he gets Chakenato instead of Goffin, yes. which is such a, a game changer for him yeah. in terms of that draw. Because Goffin, personally for me, even from last year, was someone huh, I tipped to see in the semifinals of the French Open, final of the French Open, and now with the huge upset that Marco Chakenato had against uh, David Goffin, I think Novak. That that's a much kinder draw. Yeah, for him. definitely. Let's uh, let's skip along to a quick look at tomorrow. There's um, there's some match that people keep going about, but maybe we'll come back to that in a minute. In a minute, uh, things are supposed to kick off with Simona Halep versus Elise Mertens. Now this this should be a good matchup. Uh, you know, Simona hasn't had it all her own way. I think she's had to. Well, obviously she's had to work quite hard, but she's getting again. She's getting better as she goes along. Uh, and she should win it, but I, I could see it being pushed to three. I think it's going to be diff. I, I think it's going to be a very, very difficult match. Elise Mertens won a title on clay this season. Exactly, um, is doing very well, and I think that Simona hasn't necessarily been pushed much. She had an excellent first set against Petkovic, where both of them were playing at a, at a very high level, and then Petko unfortunately hurt her knee in the beginning of the second set, and then it was smooth sailing for uh, Simona. But I definitely think it's going to be a very tight one. It's going to be her biggest test yet. I think so. Um, happy birthday, Rafa, and your present is a matchup with uh, Max Martyrer. I think let's just move on because I can't, with all due respect <laughs> to my German colleagues, I can't see that going anywhere. But, I mean, who ever thought 
a couple of years ago with Maria Sharapova on a drugs suspension and with um, and then followed up by Serena Williams taking time out to have Olympia. We'd ever see this ever again. <laughs> Who would have thought it? It's, listen, it makes it all the more exciting because they've been through so much for different reasons and they're both trying to find their best form. As Serena pointed out, Maria is a bit far along, more far along than Serena in her comeback. We have to admit, simply from time-wise, from time, yeah. she has, uh, with Maria, she's been back for 13 months or so, whereas with Serena, she only came back in March, didn't really play great in March mm-hmm. and admitted that It was kind of early for her to come back yeah. in March. Uh, she had a good five-week training block at the Muratoglu Academy, but she didn't play any clay tournaments coming in. So a lot of people didn't know, like, is practice enough? And guess what? I think for Serena, practice is enough because the way she played against Yulia Gurgas in the third round, that was almost looked like business as usual. She did really, really well mm-hmm. because I, in my opinion, Yulia played well. And Yulia was serving well. Y- Yulia actually exited the tournament as the ace leader of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. So, and lost. Yes, and lost. So I definitely think that Serena is doing a lot better than many people expected. But at the same time, there are still question marks because Maria killed Karolina Pliskova in the third Oy. round. 6-2, 6-1, and under an hour. So she's playing some of her best. I mean, since Rome, she's been playing some of her best tennis. It's been... There is, it's still not uh, classic Maria. Mm. I still think that her return game is nowhere near where it used to be. But I also think that there is a little bit more variety in Maria's game than before. And I think she, she built up a lot of confidence just from the Madrid, Rome, and now Roland Garros stretch. Having said that, <laughs> a lot of people are getting carried away and saying Maria's finally going to end her 18-match losing streak to Serena. She hasn't beaten her in 14 years. I also think that every time we've had this so much enthusiasm about Maria's chances against Serena, Serena always manages just to do enough to one-up her. I think it's a matchup. It will always be a matchup situation. Serena, considering she's playing singles and doubles, I mean, she lost in doubles today, but considering she's been playing singles and doubles every day, Uh, if Serena wasn't feeling well, she would have pulled out of doubles. But she didn't. She no. played a three-setter today with Venus. Like, I, I can't remember. Against like Spaniards, I yeah, think. Yeah. Maria Jose Martinez Sanchez. Yes. I love saying that four names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that... You do it so well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I feel like people are getting carried away. I still think Serena has the edge. But at the same time, I think it might be closer than we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, let's just have a quick skip through uh, the names on uh, <laughs> to follow. We have Chilich and Fonini. Chilich has done his usual under the radar, and nobody's seen him. And Fonini, if he play, if he cares, he'll play well. If he doesn't, Arrivederci, Fonini. Um, Schwartzman-Anderson. I love this. Don't this laugh. Is, this don't is, laugh. I'm not, don't I, be mean. It's like David and Goliath. It's amazing. Well, and you know what happened in David and Goliath? <laughs> Listen, Kevin Anderson and Diego Schwartzman is a matchup that it has one of the tallest on the tour and one of the shortest on the tour. However, Diego Schwartzman, I never bet against Schwartzman. Uh, I know that Kevin has a good record against him and everything, but on clay, maybe things can be different. And, and it's actually an exciting matchup for me just because of the complete opposite styles. Yeah. And also, and they're great guys. They're they both are. so nice. They are. The, they are two of the nicest guys on the team. I also love seeing Kevin translate his game now into every surface, and yeah. just he's going deep in the slams, and 
he, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, you want nice things to happen to them. Mm. Uh, Kerberin Garcia is oh going to be amazing. I have a feeling that this is going to be really, really good. Garcia is playing on Longland. She loves playing on Longland. She actually doesn't like playing on Chatrier. She finds it too big yeah. and, and everything. And Kerber, her win over Kiki Burton's work came completely out of nowhere. I didn't expect it because clay is not Kerber's best surface. Burton's was obviously someone we thought can make semis, can be go deep. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big win for her. So I think it's going to be a very interesting match. And then Isna versus Del Potro. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I think who the people's favorite will be. No, I, I actually think that Isner kind of... It, Delpo entered this tournament almost not... He wasn't sure yeah. he was going to play. Yeah. And every round for him, I feel, is kind of like a bonus. So you can never actually discard someone who's playing with little expectation. I, I think it's going to be close. Uh, who do you think? My heart says Del Potro, but I just think that Isna might might just edge it because... And also he beat, no he beat him in Miami, right? He's mm. the one who ended his winning streak, I think, yes. if, I'm, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes, he is. So, so yeah, um, we might see John Isner get Bambi that one. killer! Um, <laughs> and we end up with Muguruza, who has been in pretty impressive form. I mean, she's the favorite, in my opinion, um, right now. The way, she, the way she's been playing... The way she's been, no one was talking about Garby entering this tournament, but she has this ability to flip a switch and just yeah. get into Grand Slam winning mode, and she's in it. And in her mind, she knows her next match, if she wins this, could would be either Serena or Maria. And she loves just these kind of matchups. She likes to play a superstar on a big stage. And yeah, I feel like Garby's going to cruise through that one. All in all, it's a great day. Unfortunately, the weather could play havoc with the... Uh, and actually, the, the heavier the conditions, you never know. This is how upsets happen. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we'll see how it turns out. I'm not entirely I am not sure what sure that is. is coming we've, got, we've got music. Okay, that's enough. With Despacito can go away. Um, okay, stop now. <laughs> well, every single tournament plays that song. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You have, of course, been listening to Roz Satar. And Rima Bullin. And hopefully we'll have uh, the lovely Renee back. And we can actually have you as well. Um, as, we, as we're coming to the end, we ought to have, uh, we ought to have a, a, a bigger... Always Field. a pleasure, anytime. Thank you for listening.